Uh, I am so excited about how many people I don't know that are in this auditorium this morning. It thrills me to be back here at Heritage and uh, so many memories, so many different things. I'll tell you this, that uh, as Legacy Baptist Church in Pittsburgh, I think we're a grandbaby church of Heritage and uh, that's been exciting for us. Uh, We are in a building program, in a building project. We have our building completely designed. We have all the permits. We have all the permissions. I've been through all the water treatment. I've been through all the meetings. Everything's great. Everything's good to go. We were 12 hours away from signing a $950,000 loan. And due to inflation and the supply chain shortage, our building went up $400,000. And so... When you spend 11 years building a congregation, moving a congregation uh, forward and you're in rental space and you're setting up and you're tearing down and and, and you've got, we own 3.6 acres outright. We've already put $400,000 into the project. We've got money standing by. We could carry the loan. We could carry, we could do it financially. Uh, And uh, and they say, yeah, our parking lot went up 44% just on the price of oil. They say if I buy an electric car, that would help. Uh, I, I don't quite, I don't have that idea, but if you would pray for us, the next three weeks are pivotal. Um, prices have started at least stabilizing, and so our contractor is going to bring us new numbers the third week of September. But we also put in for a grant from an organization that helps churches build their first building. If that grant is approved, our general contractor says there is an opportunity if we can get rolling at the end of September, October, we could celebrate Christmas in our new building. I I mean, you pray, you pray, you work, and then God just takes over. And so if you'd be praying for us, uh, this grant is pivotal Uh, If we get this grant, we're right back financially where we would have been if we would have signed the loan in March, and and then everything can go. Um, And so if you would pray for us, pray specifically for that. Prices come down. You're all praying for that anyhow, amen? And then pray pray that we get awarded this grant. If we get awarded this grant, then, then our congregation is just so excited and ready to go. And, and if you're ever up in the Pittsburgh area or if you have uh, folks in Pittsburgh that need the gospel, let me know. Boy, we'll follow up on them. And it's just such a blessing to be here at uh, Heritage um, and, uh, and excited to be with you. Grab your Bibles, go to the book of Daniel. Go to the book of Daniel. I've been in the book of Daniel for the last six months and... Uh, I admitted to our church, I never wanted to preach a a series out of the book of Daniel. I just, there's just so many things that, that, that it takes, there's just so much information. It it just, to me, it was just an overwhelming thing. And I, I did not want to, and the Lord made it clear that I needed to preach a, a series out of the book of Daniel. And so we started almost five months ago and we've made it to, I think, chapter seven so far. And, uh, it has been one of the most important series of my life as it pertains to even our generation now. And I'm not going to preach a message that, that I've preached our church. What I want to do today is give you a thought 
that has been the overriding thought that God has given me in the entire series on the book of Daniel. The Bible says in Proverbs 22, a good name is rather to be chosen than riches. In Ecclesiastes 7, it says a good name is better than precious ointment. In Acts 11.26, it says, And the disciples were called Christians first in Antioch. You know, those of you here at Heritage, you may not understand this completely as those that are watching the live stream all the way across the world those of us that have been here and have gone out into the nation in different aspects and in different ministries and, and different services. But the name Heritage Baptist Church is a name that matters. And I, I really believe in our generation, we've kind of let slip the importance of names. It used to be in our country that a man's word was his bond. It used to be if you shook a hand with a contractor, the roof was on, the electricity was done, and you moved on. But it seems that we've kind of let go a little bit the importance of names. But, but as I've been going through this series, I've been studying Daniel. The name of Daniel... It means this, God is my judge. Or you could say it this way, my judge is God. Everybody say that with me. My judge is God. I'm afraid we have too many people that don't understand that about life. We have a whole lot of people that are judging themselves for things that God's already forgiven you for. If Daniel's name means, my God is my judge, let me ask you this question. Did Daniel live up to his name? Did Daniel live up to his name? Did he live his life? Understanding that one day he would give an account for his life before a holy God. Did he walk with people that he agreed with and people he disagreed with? Did he walk in the crowds? Did he walk alone with an understanding that God is my judge and it is to him and him alone I will give an account for? And all God's people said? Amen. Now what a thought. Daniel was 17 to 20 years old when he was taken captive. He was carried away from his land. He was carried away from his place. And he was carried into a new land. And when he got to the new land, <laughs> there's a guy named Melzar. You know what Melzar did? He gave him a new name. That's interesting to me. All the way through Scripture, you'll find people with new names. All the way through Scripture, you'll find it. Hey, you know we call them Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego? You know that's the name the world gave them? That's not their Hebrew names. You see, we see things kind of backwards sometimes. 
When God's got it all under focus and got it all in purpose. I've gone through the book of Daniel. I've gone through the life of Daniel. At 17, he was, he was found favorable and taken by Ashpenaz and, and taken away. Melzar was in charge of him. And then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, there was an incredible relationship, a bond that they had. A million years ago, as a single Marine, I was coming out of Potomac Mills parking lot. And my life was at wit's end. I would go to my barracks at Quantico and I would cry out, Oh God, there's got to be more. Oh God, there has got to be more. First day I visited Heritage Baptist Church. They asked for visitors. I was a first time visitor. Back then we had to stand up. You get all sophisticated now, you just raise your hand. A young Marine named Jerome Pittman, after service, walked up, said, hey, I'm a single Marine too. You want to get lunch? That friendship has changed my life. You see, when, when, when Daniel went down there, and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego, all of a sudden God put them together. God put them together, and, and, and though Babylon, though they wanted to change their name and change their food and change their identity, that's what the world wanted to do. They found each other, and they grounded each other, and they were there for each other. Daniel, he goes through one king. He goes through another king. He goes through... Another. You know the story, right? Would you look at Daniel chapter 5? I think this is the key to everything that I've studied. The Bible says in Daniel chapter 5, look at verse 10. Now the queen, by reason of the words of the king and his lords, came into the banquet house, and the queen spake and said, O king, live forever. Let not thy thoughts trouble thee, nor let thy countenance be changed. There is a man in the kingdom who is the spirit spirit of holy gods, and in the days thy father uh, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods, was found in him. Whom King Nebuchadnezzar, thy father the king, I say thy father, made master of the magicians and astrologers and Chaldeans and soothsayers, for as much as an excellent spirit. For as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding and interpreting of dreams and showing hard sentences, dissolving of doubts, were found in this same What's the word there? I find it amazing. We've gone through Nebuchadnezzar, and I believe that that Nebuchadnezzar, under Daniel's leadership, went into a relationship with the Lord. And and, and now you have, do you remember the writing on the wall thing? Remember that story? So now you have the writing on the wall. You have that writing on the wall where it's right there. Judgment is coming. And when judgment comes, listen to me, the world may mock us, the world may laugh at us, the world may make fun of us, but when judgment comes, they run to believers in Christ. You see, what did the queen call him? What name did she use? Belshazzar? 
What name did she use? Isn't amazing? Isn't amazing? He was given a new name, Belshazzar. But when the world is falling apart around him, she comes and she says, Hey, we need the man of God. Hey, we need the Christian. Hey, we need the believer in Christ. Hey, here's what we need. We need Daniel. They were first called Christians in Antioch. <laughs> you know, at first that was a cuss word. Oh, those Christians. Oh, he's a Christ follower. But when life falls apart, <laughs> would you pray for me? Hey, does your church have a prayer chain? Hey, does your church? Hey, hey, listen, my daughter's just. Hey, pastor, would you come and visit? You know, as a pastor, I generally enter people's lives on the worst day of their life. And I'm wrapping my mind around all that Daniel did. Daniel, at 17 to 20 years old, was carried away into captivity. And here in Daniel chapter 5, Daniel is now around 80 years old. So Daniel has lived in captivity and he's lived in palaces and he's, he's lived life from 20 to 80. And instead of getting bitter at his captors, he was always there to meet their needs. Well, I got studying this out. I was like, you know, if a communist government came and bulldozed my home and took me and my wife away captive and I had to live under their oppression for 70 years and then they came wanting my help, would I be willing to help them? Here's what the Bible says about a man whose name is my God is judge. Here's what the scripture says. When the queen looked, she knew he had an excellent spirit. I just want to preach to you this morning, just for a few minutes, on an excellent spirit. Anybody not have a hardship in their life over the age of nine? And if you're Mike Holmes' kids, you've already had hardships. Pray for that family. <laughs> I, I, I could stand up here and I could go through my life. I could stand up here. I, I could take you after this service today on my way home to, to Pittsburgh. I'm stopping at a cemetery on my way home. And when I came to Heritage, I was at wit's end. My life was shattered. It was over for me. I didn't know there was any hope. I didn't know there was any help. But when I came to a men's leadership breakfast, I came to a Saturday morning, and I walked in, and Bob Mashad is there, and Vic is there, and Vance is there. And what I found in so many other lives was such an excellent spirit. that it changed my life completely. Oh, we have to have our positions right theologically. But oh, we have to have the right disposition. You see, 
If I have an excellent spirit, look what the scripture says about Daniel. He had an excellent spirit and he had wisdom, knowledge, understanding. I told my church a couple years ago, I am not growing old grumpy. You ever meet somebody grow old grumpy? I'm not growing old grumpy. I'm not doing it. You go through a situation like a lion's den. You go through a situation like a fiery furnace. While you're in the situation at the hospital, while you're in the situation in the funeral home, while you're in the situation at the wedding altar, while you're going through a situation, I want you to ask yourself, how's my spirit? I can watch two people with cancer. One have a bitter, angry, complaining spirit, and one have an excellent spirit, and they go through cancer differently. And all God's people said... You see, Daniel, his name means my God is my judge. (laughs) So when he went through a situation, he simply said to himself, my God is my judge. And if God has judged this for my life, then my God will provide and sustain for my life. Therefore, I can have an excellent spirit in it. Does that make sense to you? Watch this. I hate, I can't believe, I can't, I can't. Ah, Go through a situation angry and bitter. And let me ask you, do you ever get wisdom and understanding in that? Hey, listen, I've laid on a couch crying out, God, why? Why, God? (laughs) Oh, I've been there. And you get no wisdom and understanding in those moments. But when you take the time in a very difficult situation... And you just sit down. <laughs> and you start singing that song. God is good. God is good. When you change your spirit about the situation that you're in, <laughs> it's amazing how the peace of God. Hey, listen. And when the peace of God that passeth all understanding come on you, You've got all the wisdom and knowledge and understanding you need in that situation because God is there. <laughs> did, did Daniel go kicking and screaming into the lion's den? Did the three Hebrew children go kicking and screaming into the fiery furnace? Hey, study that fiery furnace out. When they went in, the only thing that burned in that fiery furnace were the bonds that held them. Do you realize with the presence of the Lord, you can walk in the fire with freedom and liberty? And you can have an excellent spirit. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did. The queen, study this out. This is a wicked banquet. They're using the instruments from the temple of God for wicked and debauched means. It's so much so, the queen wasn't at the banquet. 
kind of like Vashti wasn't at the banquet. The queen was not at the banquet. The queen heard what was going on, came running down, is like, listen, there's a man that knows God. There's a man that Nebuchadnezzar found out had power with God. And listen, if you're wanting help, you need the man with the excellent spirit. You know why some of your co-workers will never come to church? Because your spirit stinks. You know why your neighbor will never come to church? Because your spirit stinks. Let me ask you, how'd you go through the last tragedy? How'd you go through the last trial? A man in my church lost his job. It was devastating. He kept serving the Lord. Kept serving the Lord. Kept serving the Lord with joy. Oh, God brought a new job in. But not only that, but God took his testimony in our church and raised it. Because everybody knew he was in danger of losing his house and his home. But he still had joy. He still had an opportunity to serve. He still had a willing. He had an excellent spirit. I've been six months in the book of Daniel, and I've studied out the prophecies and the beasts, and I've studied out the lions, then I've studied out the handwriting on the wall. I've studied, I've studied, I've studied, I've studied, and the greatest thing I came away with has been if you want to walk with wisdom and understanding in life, you and I'd better have an excellent spirit. You can go through the scripture. In Daniel, he had influence over Ashpenaz. He had influence over Melzar. He had influence over Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He had influence over Nebuchadnezzar. He had influence over Arioch. He had influence over the queen. He had influence over Belshazzar. Listen, Daniel lived a life in captivity, but he wasn't the one in prison. He had complete liberty to be all that God wanted him to be in the midst of very difficult situations. So why do, you, why do you preach this here today? You guys called it Welcome Back Sunday. I called it Welcome Home Sunday. I come from a broken home. My mom was divorced and remarried five times before I was 12 years old. If my biological father was in this room right now, I'd have no idea. I joined the Marine Corps to get out of my house. <laughs> I came to Heritage Baptist Church and I found an excellent spirit. And when I found that excellent spirit, <laughs> I got saved. Listen to me. I got saved. Two weeks later, I surrendered to preach. I tell the story at our church. I started coming to this church. This is home for me. You are my brothers and sisters, my uncles and aunts. You, you are my family. This is Welcome Home Sunday. I'll never forget, Pastor Coase and I would pray in his office every Saturday. One day I noticed... He was wearing wingtip black dress shoes. 
I wore wingtip black dress shoes for 20 years. Because I wanted a family like his. I want my kids to grow up like the kids at Heritage have an opportunity to grow up. I wanted my kids to find an excellent spirit in my home. I wanted them to find wisdom and understanding from the word of God with a right position, with a right disposition. I so desperately, listen to me, I so desperately wanted to take Heritage Baptist Church everywhere I go. Because you changed my life. As we continue moving from generation to generation, may be with the same spirit, may be it with the same doctrine, but may be with the same patience and understanding love and grace that changed this 21-year-old Marie. 30 years almost in ministry. Because I stayed at St. Clair's house. Because I'd take counsel from Floyd. Because you are heritage. And your heritage goes through the live stream all across the world in ways I'm not sure you being here can understand, but one day will be revealed to you in heaven. And see, here's my challenge to you. We know God will judge us one day. Christian, heritage, legacy. Will we live up to our name with an excellent spirit? Father, as pastor comes and takes the invitation, I guess the greatest desire, the greatest thing in my heart is to see all these faces that I don't know yet, I sure do want to meet them, to see all these new folks making this their home. And God, with that, I pray by your spirit, our spirits may be found excellent in Jesus' name. As our heads are bowed, our eyes are closed, and the piano begins to play. The Lord's been working in your heart or touched your heart through this message about that excellent spirit. What an impact, huh? In one man's life, and there's many more lives that we can be impacted in. So if the Lord's touched your heart. Would you respond this afternoon? We'll just have a few moments of an invitation.